0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the IID podcast. On today's podcast, the speaker is going to talk about storytelling for brands. Uh, He comes with over 18 years of work experience, uh, has worked with multiple sectors right from BFSI, tech, auto, aviation, alcohol, e-commerce, infrastructure, and many more. While he's worked with these sectors, he's worked with some amazing brands out there, right from BMW, Mercedes, Puma, Microsoft, Cisco, Dell, Intel, Asian Pains, Vogue and many more. He's worked with companies like CNBC TV18, Kwan Maxis, NDTV. So welcome Mr. Abhishek Mehrotra, brand content lead at moneycontrol.com on today's podcast. Hey, hi Abhishek, how are you doing today?
1: Hi everybody. Uh, thanks, Akash, for the very warm welcome. Uh, really appreciate it, and thanks for having me here.
0: So, uh, Abhishek, before we actually uh, like you know uh, start today's session, uh, why don't you uh, like you know uh, tell us uh, about your journey in the industry? Uh, right, uh, like you know, I believe you started uh, at uh, NDTV, and then like you know, you moved to multiple companies. So, how has uh, how has this journey been? Uh,
1: actually. Uh, my journey actually starts way back in 2002. I am a film school graduate. I wanted to get into FTII and uh, learn movie making. Although nobody from my family ever was in the industry in any way, we our family has mostly doctors and MBAs most mostly. And uh, so there's there's nobody from film fraternity unfortunately. But I was Bombay based always. So uh, and I was a huge movie buff. Uh, as still am, and uh, I enjoy a very strong. Uh, uh it's meaningful content if it's if it's put up anywhere and uh, the idea of storytelling just just excites me uh so when i and singapore was and i did my film schooling in singapore because they were trying to push uh, their own local film industry because they wanted to compete with hong kong so singapore actually has has all the industries that they need to to uh, compete with hong kong and become the powerhouse in asia but i think movie industry was something that they were trying to push and with this particular course uh, which which I was part of uh, was at a polytechnic actually, not even at a university. And uh, they had got a lot of these American professors who were teaching at American Film Institute in the U.S. Uh, they borrowed the entire syllabus. So in a way, I I got that same education at like one third or one tenth the price. So it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't get into FDI. I got in through here, and I uh, I did my masters, or rather, I did my major in film uh, film editing uh, and video editing. So I. I picked up a lot of uh, technical skills and my my classmates and my roommates were all cinematographers. So I got a good exposure to the technical side of uh, creating content at that point of time. And uh, digital video was something that was not used that much. Although uh, we were still creating content on Digi beta and Vita and uh, DV cam tapes. Uh, and Firewire was a, something a new thing back then, 20 years back. Yeah, but when I came back to Bombay, uh, uh, there was, there, I didn't have any contacts. I uh, I didn't know anybody who made films. Uh, whoever I made or not making beginner films. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's where uh, I, I, I said, I have to find a way to at least use my skill set. And the news uh, boom happened in 2002. Uh, CNBC had launched a business channel and they were looking to expand the team. They were looking for technicians, looking for all sorts of uh, talented people and skilled people. To come on board and uh, that's how my journey professional journey started and i got absorbed in the whole news boom and then i worked there for a year and then i moved to nd tv and uh, there again i was doing video editing but at the end of the day i was a storyteller i didn't want to be confined to a studio i i believed in going on the road and going in a studio and shooting and then coming back and creating that content and make it may, may I give it to the audience and hope they like it uh, so i was there for some time and then i then i moved out of it and i said i'll go out in the market and trying to create some content again. Uh, so I, I was lucky enough to make a music video with Asha Bosley and Brett Lee. So I directed that. Uh, so that was one of my uh, big high points while I was not professionally professionally employed at any organization. Uh, but that, that put me in the spotlight and NDTV got to know about it. And they said, why don't you come and make some branded content for us? That time they didn't call it branded content. They said, we have some sponsored content that we want to uh, look after because NDTV was at that time uh, was always headquartered in Delhi and Bombay had a very small setup. So they needed somebody who could, uh, under, could handle and uh, lead this part where they uh, create shows and TV shows for 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 uh, corporates. Because I was also doing corporate films, so that's how my brand and content journey started. And from there, I went to Rupem, where I was working at Maxis. From from there, I came to Continaz. From Continaz, I came back to CNBC. So it was a way of for me to complete that circle that I started my professional journey at CNBC, and I'm coming back after so many years into CNBC again because they were starting their own dot-com. Money Control was the digital version of, uh, of Network 18 for business. But now that as per their uh, license, they need to have a dot-com as well. And, and we did really, really well uh, with some really engaging, meaningful content. And uh, yeah, and then we did so well that Money Control absorbed our entire team. And now our job is to make uh, relevant content, branded content for Money Control and make the marketer's lives easy because in the pandemic, you as you all know, Uh, There's a lot of rules that have changed new rules have suddenly come up. So we are always learning and unlearning uh, and relearning probably if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, So that's, that's, that's where I am right now.
0: Wow. Interesting. So uh, uh, Abhishek, uh, before we actually start one last question. So uh, what is it uh, like, you know, that you would want to uh, like, one thing that you would want to give away these learners that uh, they should have for life, like, uh, since you've uh, like you know uh, you've been working around uh, in multiple domains with multiple companies and bosses, uh what is that one thing that your managers always saw in you, or what is that one thing that you always have in you, like one thing?
1: I I would say I th- I think my my foundations were I don't know if they were strong enough, but I un- understood execution. I think because I understood execution. Uh, it was easy for me to give an idea or plant an idea which I know I can or my team can execute. If we can't execute, if we can't th- think of an idea that can be made or implemented, I will never give that idea. And I think that uh, allowed us to build a, a, a kind of a, a structure wherein whatever we said, we delivered. Or rather, whatever my, I did or I said or I committed, uh, that we'll, we'll create a 30-second or we'll give it 20-second or we'll, keep a, we'll create an influencer video. How it has to be done, one has to know. So I think I think that only comes with experience uh, for that you need to have a strong foundation so that once you go in, go in the industry, you're able to use your what you're studying at school and implement it. And that's where I think my education came handy. Uh, what I learned in my film school, storytelling and technical aspects about it, video solutions became very easy for me to give. And I gave very interesting video solutions, which I knew I could execute. And maybe my teens thought how it will be executed because they were not from the video background. But I was able to show them this is how it can be done and we did it and I think that built a lot of trust. So you always, I backed my strengths, I backed my ability and I think that's that's the only way you anybody can move forward because it's, 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 across, it's the same rule across, uh, as in, as Bill Gates knew everything about coding, that's why Bill Gates is Bill Gates. Uh, Steve Jobs knew how to sell Apple. Well, although Steve was, wasn't, knew how to build a machine, but how to sell Apple, that's what Steve Jobs did and that's what remarkable thing he's done. So I think you want to back your strengths and uh, and if you if you're a batsman, bat as much as you can.
0: <laughs> awesome. So uh, over to you, Abhishek. So let's go ahead and get started.
1: Awesome. I I always believe that uh, one has to have fun and uh, I think if in creativity, especially uh, if you can't have fun, then there's no fu- there's no point about it in in work especially. So that's the reason I I start I thought I'll start the the first thing of, with an imagery like this. Uh, this is one of the Renaissance paintings and uh, I thought if you're if able to have fun with it, that's how the whole tone for this entire conversation uh, will go because I want to have fun with you guys. And uh, and I, I just want to yeah. make sure that whatever I'm able to share with you is of some value in any capacity and uh, it gives you strong takeaways. But I also want you to have fun and not yawn. And if you feel I'm boring, please, please tell me I'm boring. You guys just ping over there and I'll try and move fast and uh, won't take too much of your time. Uh, so I was always told that you need a lot of talent to, uh, to to become successful, but then i I don't know how many of you all may have seen this uh, placard before, but these are the some things that I wish I had seen this when I was a student. So I thought I'll show it to you now only that uh, don't don't always think that oh, he's he's his iQ level is so good, or oh, he's so good at analytics, he understands data, there's nothing like that. and he's gonna go very, very successful. Yeah, some of you can take your talent with you wherever you can. but if I think these some of these things, if you are able to do well, uh, I try and still do most of these things as much as I can, and uh, that that helps you get successful or move ahead. I think if you if you can borrow at least three or four things from your uh, lot, a lot of things become easy in your life. Uh, I was never on time. I wish somebody told me to be on time. Uh, as an out of ten times, I would be late three, four times because I was overconfident of delivering on time. That was my uh, flaw, and I am still working on it. Uh, Work ethics, obviously, that 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 goes without saying. Uh, it, it shows in your reputation. Effort, yes, effort always 120% has to be given. Uh, if you don't put in 100% effort, you'll remember, the end result will never show. Uh, and even if it doesn't show, people will see the effort. And people will applaud you for that effort. So always uh, put in the effort. Body language, whenever you're trying to pitch an idea, you have to be confident. You have to show that you believe in the idea. If your conviction doesn't come out, people won't buy into your idea. So you have to always have the right body language. And if people ask you a tough question, you can tell them, "I may not have the answer now, but I'll come back to you with an answer." So I think that's that's the whole beauty about body language and energy. You 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 have you'll be in a lot of uh, situations where uh, you will be building campaigns and stuff, and it takes a lot out of you. So you got to have that energy. Uh, you got to draw it from the team and uh, build a nice harmony around uh, your team folks so that uh, the energy is always there. If somebody is falling, somebody else can pick you up. That's what teamwork, teamwork is all about. And uh, yeah, attitude, passion, these are all generic words, but being coachable, this is something is very important. Uh, I have been very receptive to uh, some of the feedback that I got as a professional and I tried to make changes wherever I could. Uh, so I was I was hoping to be coachable. And uh, yeah, when when my team folks are falling short anyway, I try and do somebody else's job wherever I can. And um, I'm always prepared. I always try to be prepared for the worst. So I think these are some of the things. If you all can, I'm. I don't want to sound like grandfather, but uh, this is something that you guys can choose to look at.
2: What is branding? As creators, we want to think it's about us, our brilliant talent, our skills we perfected over the years. All these magical things, color, space, shape, tension, harmony, typography, beauty, simplicity. Then why do certain brands become great brands? Brands that connect, resonate and spread like wildfire. It's because we tapped into our ability to see, not as ourselves, but as others. To see the minute details and trends others don't see, not just on the computer screen, or in books, or in galleries, but in and through the eyes, hearts and minds of people. Geniuses have that special skill to look at the universe of people and translate that into the universe of visual and written communications. To transform those observations we each sense into something we can each tangibly see and understand. That is the magic. That is the spark. That is the genius that gets each of us interested and keeps us going. For something greater. For something previously impossible. For something nobody ever thought of before. That is the magic of branding.
1: yeah so this this video actually, uh, I watched this video. I can watch it forever this video because it I, I am when he names so many elements, so many aspects, I said i have I have been in part of these uh, processes of creating these elements, whether it was fonts, colors, imagery, video. And I think what stuck with me was that empathy that he was trying to talk. He didn't say empathy, but I think if you are able to look at things from somebody else's funnel, I think then, you, then you're able to crack a lot of things. And I think that's why some of the great guys like uh, Steve Jobs and others were able to see what the customer wanted. And I think that's what a brand wants. They want to know how you can make my brand stronger and uh, how can you show that storytelling or bring that storytelling so that my, I build that loyal, loyalty among my consumers. And uh, that's what UX is all about. User journeys are all about. If you're able to think of making the life simple of a customer, you will never go wrong if you are able to stick to that journey. Uh, Steve Jobs and, and Wozniak over here. He Wozniak was the was the brain behind Apple, but Steve Jobs knew how to sell things. He knew exactly what the what the what the uh, what the computer consumer wanted at that point of time, and he he built that. That's why they brought him back to Apple. And uh, there was a video which uh, he did, or other presentation he did in 1984, I think, uh, which is so relevant even now. I, I'm sure a lot of you have seen that video, but I want to show you a small three-minute snippet of that. And uh, there he compares Apple with other brands and what stood, stands out for Apple and what he wanted to do with Apple. You will, you will see that what he envisioned in 83, 84 is what we are experiencing right now. The, 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 the magnitude of the power of the product and the, and the brand. I, actually, I'm, I'm not an Apple fan. I love the laptops, but I think they're overpriced. Uh, and the phones are overpriced, but at the end of the day, it's still it's something that uh, everybody takes pride in owning, and I think that's that's what it's all about. It's a little bad quality, so please excuse me on the audio. To me,
3: marketing is about values. This is a very complicated world. It's a very noisy world, and we're not going to get a chance to get people to remember much about us. No company is. Yes. And so we have to be really clear on what we want them to know about us. Now, Apple, fortunately, is one of the half a dozen best brands in the whole world, right up there with Nike, Disney, Coke, Sony. It is one of the greats of the greats, not just in this country, but all around the globe. And but, but, but even a great brand needs investment and caring if it's going to retain its relevance and vitality. And the Apple brand has clearly suffered from neglect in this area in the last few years. And we need to bring it back. The way to do that is not to talk about speeds and feeds. It's not to talk about nips and megahertz. It's not to talk about why we're better than windows. The dairy industry tried for 20 years to convince you that milk was good for you. It's a lie, but they tried anyway. And <laughs> the sales were going like this. And then they tried Got Milk, and the sales are going like this. Got Milk doesn't even talk about the product. In like fact, this focuses on the absence of the product. <laughs> but, but, but the best example of all, and, and one of the greatest jobs of, of marketing in milk that the universe has ever seen is Nike. Remember, Nike sells a commodity. They sell shoes. And yet, when you think of Nike, you feel something different than a shoe company. And their ads, as you know, they don't ever talk about the product. They don't ever tell you about their air soles and why they're better than Reebok's air soles. What does Nike do in their advertising? They, they honor great athletes, and they honor great athletics. That's who they are. That's what they are about. Apple spends a fortune on advertising. You'd never know it. you never know so when I got here Apple just fired their agency we are doing a competition with 23 agencies that you know four years from now would pick one and we blew that up and we we hired the ad agency that I was fortunate enough to work with years ago we created some award winning work including the the commercial the best ad ever made in 1984 by advertising professionals and um, we started working about eight weeks ago. And what we, the question we asked was, our customers want to know who is Apple and what is it that we stand for? Where do we fit in this world? And what we're about isn't making boxes for people to get their jobs done, although we do that well. We do that better than almost anybody in some cases. But Apple's about something more than that. Apple, at the core, its core value is that we believe that people with passion can change the world for the better. That's what we believe. And we've had the opportunity to work with people like that. We've had an opportunity to work with people like you, with software developers, with customers who have done it in some big and some small way. And we believe that in this world. People can change it for the better. And that those people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that actually
1: do. Yeah, the reason I wanted to show this uh, this video was obviously. Uh, I, I'm sure most of you all may have seen it before, but I think one very really important word he used right in the beginning was uh, "noisy." I think uh, that that really uh, stands true today, also. Uh, we, we live in an immensely noisy world. Uh, they say now that you and a human being's attention is weaker than a goldfish, which and a goldfish goldfish's attention is around eight seconds. So as in these are the all various uh, analogies that people have, and but it's just to exaggerate the point that we are so easily distracted. How many times we pick up a phone and uh, and get distracted? Like I'm, I'm I'm sure if I'm not making sense right now, some of you may have already started browsing your Instagram. Uh, by now and uh, so yeah I think I think the whole idea for a brand is to uh, look for that magic that uh, that spark so that they stand out from the noise and 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 they, that's the brief that we normally get from most of the brands and advertisers that you know how do you make us stand out uh, how do you make us a differentiator I'm selling insurance just like any other brand I am but I think I think what the fundamental question we are able when we ask them what do you stand for or why do you want to make this noise? They don't have that answer. They just—it's just a checkbox for them that we need to do this. Uh, we've got some marketing budget. We need to spend our money. We need to think, make some noise here, make some noise there, make some noise on TV, radio, wherever. And uh, there is no—not much purpose—is—is is what I've seen. It's just a matter of creating awareness of a certain product. Uh, but I think I think what it's, sh- but I think every campaign should reflect what they stand for, and uh, sometimes that gets missing. And we try and give that to them we try and give that to the brand sometimes they they buy into it sometimes they don't buy into it uh, so idea is to if it's noisy then be somebody who's quiet but who who, who grabs attention it's it's like it's like being in a classroom or it's like being in a hall of noisy people and who is that person who gets your attention i think you got to got to imagine that person and, and, and lend that story uh, to the brand in, in that fashion uh, so they did so what what what, what is that Magic sauce for marketing. because marketing is all about hammering and saying that I'm, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Whereas brand, branding is you've already established that. As in, there's, there's this another meme that I saw that marketing is all about uh, saying that I'm the best boyfriend, I'm the best boyfriend, be my boyfriend, be my boyfriend. And uh, branding is all about that. The girl will always say that yes, I, I I'm convinced you are, the, you are the, you are the person in my life. Uh, that is established so that is the difference between marketing and branding so uh idea is to always look at where you want to be as a brand and that should dictate your marketing strategy that that is what i'm trying to establish over here in this uh, whole conversation uh so so brands like to be in their own bubble they uh, they have set understanding of who they are and uh, they often come with these boxes and tell us to think out of the box uh, most of the time and uh, they have their own realm, and they don't want to be out, go out of that. Uh, and they want us to get inside theirs too, uh, because if you have, if you have to tell a story for another brand, you have to marry that brand for a few weeks or months to understand how they think, and uh, and 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 see how how their world is, and then be able to construct the story keeping the customer or the or the audience in mind. But we also need to burst that bubble and that's where the differentiation has to happen. If you're able to make them do something which they have not done before, at the same time, being who they are, that's that's when the attention happens. That's where you're able to find that person in the room who's in the noise room and be able to... That person gets, gets your attention because that person is doing something different. Although I don't, I don't say that brands like to be in the top three boxes, but if I just look at the whole process of how we come on an idea, how we emerge on an idea or how we come, establish an idea, this is what I look at. I look at the data, what data do we have? So if I want to sell milk as, uh, as Steve Jobs referred to milk as a, as a commodity, I look at, well, milk is consumed by probably everywhere in India right now, very few vegans vegans around here. Uh, so that information, I know that milk, so many liters or so many uh, packets of milk or bottles are sold. That information I have, I know where all it is sold and who drinks it, what age group consumes it. I have that knowledge also. But then, what do I do with all that? That's where storytellers come into the picture. Uh, they are able to look at the knowledge that they have and see how, uh, who's drinking at what time. Kids will drink milk in the morning and in the night. Uh, the elderly may drink it probably also at the same time. They have it for breakfast. Which are the other points where you can think of having milk? So if I have to. Push the idea of consuming more protein to a brand i'll tell them these are the these are other places where you are supposed to be hungry and you should be having a healthier option you should not be having that junk food maybe you can have a glass of milk again and i have to be able to draw that inside and build the wisdom out of it that okay you know what if i'm able to penetrate or intervene in the consumer's uh, media journey that this is why this is your four o'clock snack time why are you having chips why don't you try and have some milk or some protein and if I'm able to convince that, convince that uh, consumer with a strong creative where I'm able to show the wisdom of having milk or having protein at the right time, I'm able to convince and influence that behavior and create that impact. So that's, that's what storytelling is all about. You are able to use the data information and knowledge available to you, draw an insight, create a strong creative, which reflects the wisdom of having that product at a specific time. And then influence a behavioral change. Uh, brands, all over the world spend millions of dollars on behavioral change. And Facebook is, is the most who spends on it. That's why you're all addicted to Facebook and social media. They spend millions and billions of dollars. There's a documentary also on Netflix, which uh, shows how they use behavioral scientists to influence the whole uh, UX of, of, of the apps and how people can get so easily addicted to it. It's all about self gratification that likes like button and comment section. I think that's, that's what it's because it's everything's all about you. And when brands talk to you about your shortcomings, that's why, that's why you take notice and you buy that, you end up buying the product. They just show you the need for having a, Something which you may not need. That's 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 what marketing is all about. And when when you go on buying that thing, that that's what it becomes a brand. And that's what Apple is all about. Apple keeps trying to tell you that you need the best iPhone, you need the best iPhone. Although you may have a two-thousand, you may have an iPhone 8 or 9, it may still do the job for you. But they'll keep convincing you, and that's the power of Apple. And that's and they've, they've got this right bang on. And that's why Apple is what Apple is. Uh, so I'll I'll move to the other side now where where this mainstream advertising is, is happening. But then brands have also started looking at creating uh, content in different ways. Uh, well, newspaper, radio and TV uh, is something that was always there and will always continue to be there. But then other avenues also have opened. And the first brush of branded content, which I uh, am more closer to, I am more comfortable speaking on, is, is this first thing that I saw was which BMW made. And if you see in this thing, BMW made a collection of short films this was way back in uh, 2000 or 2001 where they created short films short films was something that i saw uh, in the early 2000 gaining a lot of momentum and they got some of the best directors uh, the best talent from hollywood and made some eight short films and where everywhere bmw is involved and that was my first brush of branded content where i said oh a brand is putting money to make films oh that's a very interesting space i never thought a brand would uh, be clean on making movies. Or creating uh, some entertaining content. I never thought of that. Then I saw Lego partnering Marvel, and they've created an entire series of, of content with superheroes. And uh, my kids, my, my daughter watches it, and her friends watch it. And uh, they play with Lego. And I said, wow, that's that's brilliant. What, a, what an insight that they may have thought of how I can use what else a child likes, and I can collaborate and partner that and become the intervention there and improve my. Uh, recall value and that's that's what lego has done and in this case bmw has now made this a series if you go on google it you'll get a lot of bmw films uh, it's a dvd cover and now i don't know if they have they have something more uh, meaningful but who who's creating strong uh, content for themselves is is red bull uh they these guys have built an entire library of content uh, which is amazing and here what what steve jobs says they don't talk about their drink at all they, they celebrate at least they celebrate talent, and that's what this is all about. Uh, what does Red Bull stand for? It's it's basically giving you wings. That's that's what their tagline is, and uh, that's that's why they like people jumping in the air so much, and build an entire repository of content over here. Uh, I wish I could, I, I wish I had the time, but if I was an adventure freak, I would be watching all of this uh, all the time and every day, more than Netflix probably. So this is what the brands have been doing and trying to cultivate or create their own content engines and uh, to, to get the consumer to their side and pull them towards their side so that they build that affinity although i don't like i don't drink red bull enough uh, but i like the content that they make uh, even gopro is doing the same thing gopro is building an entire library of content and uh, it's really very powerful content obviously if you have the best athletes the best stunts uh, happening in a video it's a, it's a, it's very cinematic and it's almost like watching a james bond film so, how, but, but at the same time, brands have also also matured and they're using other platforms and publishers to tell stories. And I think that's where uh, people like me uh, come into play. And uh, we, we are part of, I've been part of different platforms and I'm currently part of the money control business platform. And uh, so, so, brands come, different kinds of brands will come and engage with you. Uh, when I was at Content Ask, it was luxury and uh, hospitality brands that wanted to engage because they wanted to go after the luxe community. Uh, on money control, it's mostly tech and BFSI. At NDTV, it was mostly uh, because again I was on NDTV profit and a bit of 24/7. So we had uh, brands from BFSI and uh, B2C. Uh, but how can they collaborate and with platforms like brands are also collaborating with Facebook? Like Samsung is collaborating with Samsung uh, with Facebook and creating a lot of content. Uh, Facebook also wants to push this whole branded content uh, aspect uh, to other brands and create content with influencers who are Facebook influencers. Google started this whole YouTube star, uh, YouTube stars uh, repository uh, all over the world, and in India also a lot of TVF is uh, is born out of that. AIB was born out of that. Uh, Jose was born out of that. So Google pushed these guys and said, "Go make content. We'll push you out. We'll push you." And they became what they are. And uh, Google spends a lot of lot of money. And brands are not benefiting from that because these YouTube stars are monetizing themselves as well as as YouTube and uh, making money with brands and that's that's the investment YouTube did and that's what Google saw. So so how are brands being able to uh, use platforms and publishers to tell those stories? That's that's the next uh, part I want to talk to you about. Uh, I'll just quickly shuffle uh, between... uh, I'll just quickly see the chat window. uh, Anything that... uh, uh, no, nothing so far. Nothing so far. Okay, okay. Please tell me if I'm boring you guys. Huh?
0: yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. Uh, Dave Bhanushali talked about Mac Super Bowl unveiling. Yeah, that's that's. There's an eagle which is set out in in the arena. That's that's what I remember. Uh, I'll just share you my screen on some browser. Uh, where uh, I'll be able to show you some of the videos. That how other brands internationally are using. Uh, So Under Armour is is one brand. Uh, They collaborated with Complex.com and their brand ambassador was Michael Phelps, who is uh, obviously a swimming champion. Uh, And they want to talk about about him with Under Armour. And they created this property called the Water Diviner on on, with Complex.com. And they had access to all his footage and they created an entire series on how does Michael Phelps prepare for swimming. And what's it like for him to practice in 24 hours? How, what's his journey like? So they create an entire content piece. This tick marks that whole influencer marketing bit also where, where you're able to get your brand ambassador to do stuff and be part of the storytelling for your audiences. It's not about just taking a picture or uh, doing an ad film. Uh, as in, I would love to see a Virat Kohli doing something like this for Puma. How does he prepare? Uh, how does he balance his life? what does he do in the morning how does he train it'll be great content everybody will want to see it especially if somebody who's in the statue of, of virat kohli or of the recent champion neeraj uh, chopra who won the gold in the olympics i want to see how he practices for javelin uh, and it's this with some great uh, visuals uh, it's it's very compelling content and it looks so cinematic and you are able to get an insight out of out, out of this and it's a great rubber for the brand because now i'll see under under armour everywhere and i would want to probably have a positive association with this. I may not buy Under Armour, but I'll have a respect for the brand because I'll see, oh, you've been, you've been attached to something really interesting. And th- this is what Under Armour is trying to do. They, they are again doing what Nike is doing. They are honoring a, an athlete. They're honoring a sports person. That's what their brand is all about. And that's, that's in line with this. They are maybe not making a commercial, but they're making content with a platform and they are working with an athlete and showing what, what it takes to be a champion. So that's this is this is one uh, one. I think you guys should check it out, and it's it's really good stuff. And also the stickability is there. The time spent on on a website increases. All the numbers suddenly start. The brand can easily gauge. You know, uh, they put a Facebook comment also over here, so people can start commenting over here. Uh, and and your your brand can easily measure how much time people are spent on this, how much how much video consumption has happened, or how how much how visited this page. This immediate ROI for a brand. And you can give that to a brand and make make it meaningful for a brand, saying that you are spending crores of rupees on an IPL commercial, but how do you know how much difference has it made? There's no way to measure that. It's just impressions. But with this, you're able to even draw interaction with people. You can talk to people, talk to your consumers, or talk to your viewers, and build uh, some kind of a relationship with them in, if required. New York Times got a brief from uh, Tourism Tokyo, I think, uh where they want to talk about a certain uh neighborhood in in tokyo and they want to promote that that neighborhood and how do you how do you do that you you publish yourself in in the travel section of uh new york times on the website and you show you show a map you show all the interesting points uh you even allow people to click to get directions if they are in that part of the city uh they're able to talk read about all the places to eat and hang out it's it's pretty interesting. You if, if you like Japanese food, you like Japanese culture. Uh, the Asahi Shimbun companies is is what's uh, promoting this because I guess they have the shops over here. So it's it's like this that I if I'm Leopold, I'll start talking about how cool Kulaba is if if I'm in Bombay, or if if uh, if I'm in Delhi and I'm I'm I sell butter chicken in Rajendra Nagar. I will talk about the coolness about that area and, and I'll tell the publisher, you know what, make this content piece for me and show me how good this neighborhood is and how you can enjoy butter chicken over here. That would be my study. So this is very inspirational stuff. Uh, everything around that area is over here. The I, I think one of the uh, Indian brands, Piramal Real Estate, tried to do this for Baikla. They tried to bring out the, the glamour aspect of how Baikla is a good place to be in and it it has so much of history and stuff and and they made the whole neighborhood stand out that's that's the strategy that uh, bike that piramal real estate did uh, to sell their property in bike Club. content piece that the atlantic made uh, with land rover uh, they they wanted to celebrate a drive because at the end of the day the experience of driving a car is is what matters and they know how People who own cars love the idea of taking a drive. Most of them. Everybody who owns a car or a bike, there's one drive that you always look out for. And I think that's the the wisdom that they had. And they said, how can you make that drive more interesting? You have music in the car. So who's the best musician around? And that's Hans Zimmer that they thought about. Who people would know about. The audience who would buy Land Rover would definitely know who Hans Zimmer is. Uh, Let me play that for you. And... uh, you can react to it. Everything I
4: do, I always hear music in my head. So I score everything. The curves, the landscape, the smell. I order my world into some sense of harmony. Every film takes me on an adventure. This adventure starts on the Angeles Crest Highway just outside the city of Los Angeles. This highway into the heavens. It's ancient and rugged, slightly dangerous. I have this idea, which is very simple. We're going to score this incredible drive for Range Rover. I got a blank piece of paper in front of me. All we're hoping for is make something great, whatever it is, and that's the adventure. As soon as I touch the keys I'm transported. I'm trying to pair each sound with a moment on the road. Driving in the Range Rover on Angelus Crest, I was hearing things. I'm just going to let my hands fall wherever they fall. The music should signal to you that you are allowed to have an emotion. I don't want to tell you what to feel. I just want to give you the possibility to feel. You want to have an experience. That's really what we're all after.
1: It's, it's not a commercial. Well, it is a commercial, but it is also not a commercial because it's a content piece. You, you are listening to Hans Zimmer talking about the whole process of scoring a track and uh, how easily it blends into the world of uh, Range Rover where he's able to drive through something which is adventurous, through the mountains, uh, through the ghats. It's, it, it makes very compelling co- content over here again, and you can click and get more information and you'll be able to measure how many people have come and clicked and seen. Uh, some traction on towards towards the brand, so that's 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 good stuff, and I think that's pretty cool stuff. They just made one content piece and got Hans Zimmer to talk about it, and the impact I'm sure must have been great. Uh, something similar that American Express did. Uh, they wanted to go after American Express is all about coming into your lifestyle. They they believe that if you are a premium customer you may have a very interesting lifestyle you have time to do the other things like workout and go to a fancy lounge and stuff like that so they want to go after this customer and they they collaborated platform x uh, or rather furthermore from equinox uh, and they created this whole uh, fitness series uh, so today if uh, i i want to i want to uh, if Nike wants to do this they can do this because this this is something that he they're celebrating athletes celebrating people who are serious about keeping themselves fit so a sports brand can easily associate with, with this kind of an activity and they got some influencers over here who are uh, strong in their own spaces and they have some workouts over here how to build various workouts they have all these playlists happening and there's no there's no there's no swiping of any credit card anywhere happening if i if i uh, netflix netflix themselves wants to uh, doesn't do advertising so much now they started doing advertising but uh, what Netflix does is that they don't talk about Netflix; they talk about their shows, and they'll they'll promote those shows on in places where they know that that's where the audience is. Now, Wired is a contentast international tech uh, portal, and uh, it's all about technology uh, for both B2B and B2C. They they talk about AI and VR and stuff like that, and their show, uh, Altered Carbon is set in the future, and it's all about. Uh, being able to build clones and stuff about technology. So it made pretty much good re- uh, relevance to do content on Wired and talk about their series. Uh, Wired is not all about, not about uh, entertainment content at all, but they still planted their stuff over here because they wanted to go after the audiences who like technology and they see them as, as very strong audiences. So it's pretty cool what they've done over here. They've created some... Uh, Tech aspect over here about how the future was, or rather how the past was, and where it, where it's taking us into the future. I'm talking about how DNA mapping is happening, the whole storyline is coming out over here, if you see. And they've used some cool imagery from Netflix, uh, make it look more futuristic and high tech. So this is pretty cool. Uh, this video is unavailable. It's it's job it's uh, on geography, so it's not allowing me to watch the content. And then New York Times has their own. Uh, Content uh, station called T Brand Studio. Uh, it's almost like uh, marrying journalism with advertising. Uh, something again I resonate with because I have been exposed to storytelling as well as journalism and now branding. So all these things worlds coming together and colliding to make solutions for brands. Uh, these are all the case studies. Uh, their, their website is tbrandstudio.com. I don't know if you can see it. I'll just try and I'll I'll, I'll share the links with you guys. You can check it out. Uh, some really good stuff is over that they have done and. Uh, I, I I I see a lot of their stuff and see how I can learn from them and uh, seek inspiration. Not copy them or mimic them, but try and take some, borrow some insight because they also have similar brands that are advertising and creating content over there. Uh, this is something for CBS that they have created. Uh, it's a podcast. They want CBS wanted to promote their podcast, so it's all the different episodes are. Uh, mentioned over there. The reviews are put over here. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so coming back to uh, why I'm showing you all this, because uh, I have tried to do some of, try to build similar models in, in my own experience. Uh, and I'll take you back to 2014, uh, when I started my agency career. And uh, I, uh, my, I, I was straight away thrown to the wolves, which is Vodafone, who is very a very aggressive advertiser and was competing heavily with Airtel at that point of time uh, they didn't see Airtel or idea as their competition they saw Airtel as a competition and they always wanted to stay ahead so there, there was this property uh, in the IPL called the Vodafone superfan uh, where the uh, superfan whoever was the superfan for the match would get access to the winning captain and si- get a match signed ball that's where the journey ended for the superfan so that's and Vodafone came to us, uh, came to the, asked the agency that, uh, what can you do to make this superfan's journey more interesting? How can we take it ahead? Uh, because the journey simply ends in... Uh, so, so the problem that Vodafone was facing is that the superfan's journey ended immediately once the uh, captain, winning captain signed the ball, and that's about it. So they wanted to extend that journey and say, how can we make the superfan a property that everybody would want to participate further? So uh, we went to Sony uh, who had the broadcast rights for the IPL and we said we want to do this with the super fan that we want him to come back to the studio in two extra innings. Uh, Sony asked for some crazy number, you know, some lots of money they asked because it was Vodafone and because they had to obviously uh, overcome all the expenses that they were facing. So we told uh, Sony that we can't afford it. Sorry, this is way out of budget. Are you asking me money for the entire half a year of Vodafone's advertising? but well, that doesn't work. So what we did was, Star Sports had just launched, and uh, they were creating content on the IPL without showing the match highlights. But it had, it was new. They were pushing all as much as they can because they were competing with Sony, because Sony was a, had monopoly during uh, an IPL, whereas Star Sports is the sports channel of India, more than bigger than 10 sports at that point of time. So what we told Star Sports is that you have a review show, you take a super fan from the stadium we'll plant him in the studio and you talk to him and make him feel really good and star sports agreed at very nominal fee because they they were surprised that they've got sponsorship in an IPL when they're not even showing IPL so that was the uh, move that we made yeah, so this this property was all about Vodafone showing its commitment to a Vodafone super fan and if you're a real IPL or cricket fan uh, this is the experience we'll we'll make sure you have uh it's it's it's, it's basically, they, they'll say that we'll give you all the opportunities to meet your favourite cricketer. We got them to a studio. We made them even play cricket, you know, and we and took that experience to the next level uh, for a, a true cricket fan. And this was all being enabled by Vodafone. And that's how that grand loyalty probably would have been built. And organically, Rohan Gavaskar also started talking about Vodafone. Probably he also is a Vodafone subscriber. This was all before the Geo uh, takeover. So it all looks pretty good now. Uh, I don't think I don't know if Vodafone can do this right right away.